Hey, 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 how y'all doing? How's everybody doing out there? Merry Christmas. Today is the 25th of December, 2021. Uh, Time now is 4.43 p.m. Um, It's our star date, December 25th, 4.43 p.m., Christmas Day. Oh, you know, it's it's been a beautiful day today. Uh, This is a very auspicious time. You know, uh, we understand that Christ is king and Jesus is the reason for this specific season specifically, um, as he was the Messiah that was prophesied and born uh, that the three uh, wise men, the Magi that followed the star uh, to Bethlehem, to the manger, to witness his birth and bring gifts of frankincense and myrrh, uh, chunks of gold, um, amethyst, rose quartz. Uh, topaz, um, as it goes, as far as fragrances is concerned, well, oh, yeah, myrrh, frankincense, and myrrh, and perhaps jasmine, cinnamon, also. Uh, you know, it, it, it you read some literature and, and, and you get into it. Uh, the stones are important, they're definitely important, um, as far as Christmas is concerned, especially when you consider the fact that the rabbis, uh, back in that time would wear what's called the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, which had the 12 stones, uh, diamond, topaz, quartz, amethyst, ruby, um, sapphire, uh, uh, pyrite, uh, pyrite, yeah, pyrite, which is fool's gold, which is not necessarily a stone, but it is a mineral, uh, calcite, uh, carnelian. Uh, there's a few other ones I used to have them memorized, but yeah, it's good information. It's a good read for anybody um, that's serious about their Christian education and to uh, be in more alignment and have them, uh, a lot more vertical and erect walk with uh, what God has planned for you as he has a plan for our life, you know, to give us hope in the future, Jeremiah 29, 11. Well, you have tuned in to the Street Performer's Guide to the Galaxy with your host, the toast taster's choice with the most. They call me Kid Mock, the jazz intellectual laughter for no reason, the mysterious perpetual jazz man. That's who I am. No such thing is impossible because I know I can. And I do it all the time. You know, um, doing it, I'm living way outside the social norm. I won't conform. I'm a Campbell Ox, a Clorox box. When I dance, I bust moods, I pops and I locks. Sooner or later, I'm going to come through like a bus. Then, you know, when I grab the mic, I'm a bus. Then when I'm on the dance floor, I'm saying, watch me bus. You know what I'm saying? I play with the words. I'm a wordsmith. I keep on doing it like it's a hieroglyph. Oh, man, I didn't even mean that. And it just happened. Wow, that's crazy. Um, jazz, 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 jazz is the topic of the Street Performer's Guide to the Galaxy. Tips and tactics, techniques um, to enhance your time when you are monetizing your creative content, which is exactly what you're doing when you're street performing. When you're street performing, you are in complete creation mode Um, and you're playing music and you're dancing, you're talking, you're reciting poetry, you're in creation mode. And so the thing that I had to realize um, after I was so inspired to write the book on several occasions, but this most recent occasion um, was actually uh, just a few months ago in January uh, well, dang, that's been nine months now. So it's, it's been, it's, 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 it's been grinding all year. And it just seems like I just started like two or three months ago. Time flies when you're having fun. 
but I was inspired by a drummer that I currently play with uh, named Mario Swift. Uh, he's uh, from the East Coast, upstate in the East Coast. He started playing professionally on stage with his father when he was a child. And he's gone to several performing arts schools. And we know several people in the business that are, you know, performers professionally and that do this. And he was like, Mock, you've been street performing for 25 years or more. You are a serious musician, bro. You need to drop your book. You need to go ahead and drop your book. I was like, Swift, you know what, man? This is actually the third time this week that I've heard that. And so and it's the fourth time in a month that I've heard it. I'm like, this has got to be concentric circles in the universe, giving me vibration and correspondence from my ancestors, from my friends, from my uh, kindred spirits in my tribe, people that I work with, people that I share commonality with that see me, that see my glow um, and and, and just see me, uh, you know, in my fullness, you know, and look past my faults and see me for the person that I am. He's like, bro, you need to drop your book. I was like, wow, man. Wow. You know, and I, and, and I was just, you know, when somebody says something and there's, uh, you know, the confirmation, the clandestine confirmation, all kind of stuff happened when he said that I got phone notifications, text notifications, uh, you know, phone, you know, you know, like a video game, like, like I hit the lottery or something. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Y'all playing. Okay, or we should then be listening in to your dreams, um, working through your ancestors. You know, oh, also, also, boom, quick sidebar, quick sidebar. Guys and gals, guys and gals, um, we are closing out one year, okay? Uh, We're recognizing uh, the prophecy being fulfilled of the birth of the Messiah, known as Christmas, okay? So we're closing out this year and we are beginning a brand new year. It is African tradition, specifically West African traditional religious tradition from the Yoruba tribe of Ghana to honor your ancestors and make offerings for them at the beginning of the year. Um, And then folk wise, colloquially in Louisiana, you want to make sure you clean off your doorsteps, your countertops, your um, your stove, your dishes, your clean. You just do general cleaning to usher in a direction and a vibration of uh, uh, alignment and vibration of correspondence um, with actually being a manifester and having your petitions fulfilled um, in the most expedient means really, really rapidly. But the main thing is, is today on Christmas um, in ATR, African traditional religion, you place some food out, you make an offering for your ancestors. And so like, I can just tell you today, um, my mom, um, you know, that's me and Akeem. Our mom, uh, she passed going on two years now. And I, you know, had a chance to speak with my brother. I told him I'm starting a podcast and different things called Street Performance Guide to the Galaxy. Jazz, news, views, politics, um, vocal ease techniques, uh, vocal techniques. So you can do scat singing, um, learning to use your instrument, your, your, your voice as an instrument. Uh, reinventing the melody, jazz improvisation, also uh, more deeply uh, uh, mining uh, the creative cavern and the gems and jewels that you have on the inside so you're able to monetize your creative content. That's what this podcast and channel is about. So you'll hear me talk about things that are cultural to my culture, specific African traditional religion, 
you'll hear me talk about Afro-Cuban music and the music of Africans throughout the diaspora uh, because we are a global people. We're all over the world. Uh, for instance, we're in Jakarta. We're in India, Indonesia. We are in India. We are in Tibet, Japan, uh, um, Nepal. We are in the Himalayas. Of course, we're all through Africa. We're all through Asia. Um, and there's even statues being found now where we were the first rulers of Europe. Uh, matter of fact, Europe is a um, broken down and somewhat a, a abbreviated pronunciation of an African Orisha in the uh, Nigerian tradition of African traditional religion, uh, where there was a goddess named Europa. And she was, of course, of African descent. And, of course, uh, she was albino or something like that. Uh, but she ended up being a ruler and a queen over that land. And they call the whole land Europe. That's crazy. Uh, Scotia, uh, she's on the hieroglyphics on the walls and the pyramids. And Scotia was a Nubian goddess. Uh, goddess is somebody that has wisdom, strength and beauty. Somebody that's attained the Christ mind. Um, however, also Psalms 81, verse 6 through 10, uh, Jesus the Christ is speaking and he says, have I not said that ye are gods? So, you know, you ascribe masculinity or femininity to it, whatever your anatomical um, designation is. And therefore, you can definitely see that biblically and historically, you are a god or a goddess. So, yeah, Scotia was a goddess uh, from Nubia, from the land of Kemet. Um, who ended up being a ruler and had a land in what's called Greenland and Scotland. And uh, she had her face on money, on coins and all over the walls of castles and different things. So this is like known history. This is not like new information. It's just kind of oppressed and repressed and silence uh, in K-12 and religion. In K-12 and religion, that system right there, so K-12, okay, so let me slow it down, making sure I'm communicating with everyone. K-12 and religion, these are the current vehicles of education that we have as children all the way to young adults here in the continental United States and a lot of other places also where colonization is taking place. K-12, K is kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. 11th grade, 12th grade. Um, and then, of course, um, you go ahead on to a professional situation where you are in undergrad school, then grad school. And then the highest terminal degree that you can get after your master's is a doctoral degree in a field or an area. OK, so that's pretty much the ed education path. Uh, and then the religion component kicks in, um, you know, with just the basic form and structure of, quote unquote, the way we do religion here in the Western Hemisphere, even at the church level, uh, lesson plan, curriculum, BTU, Baptist training meeting, uh, Bible study on Wednesday nights, choir rehearsal on Thursday night. Um, if there is a musical, it's usually going to be on Friday or Saturday nights in some unique areas like where I've been um, in uh, Alexandria, Louisiana, or Beaumont, Port Arthur, New Orleans. Um, musicians even have what's called midnight musicals. And those are really cool because it's music late at night. And if you're a musician, a jazz musician, this is right up your alley because a lot of our jazz jam sessions don't start till 2 a.m. in the first place. Uh, case in point, Smalls in Harlem, 
Um, the jam session doesn't start till two. Uh, then there's another one they hit. They don't start till 6 a.m. So, you know, the, the all night mentality, being up all night, using your noodle, using your brain um, and then not necessarily uh, thinking things through in a thinkatory, 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 thinkatory type of format, but freeing up so you can actually get a chance to uh, create melismas in your playing uh, horn lines or vocal melismas and runs that are meaningful that help to colorize and texture the content of the music that was created that you guys are playing as a head. And then everybody takes a solo over the solo section. That's, that's what makes jazz beautiful and creative. Um, there is no quote unquote necessarily uh, mm, designation of a wrong note in jazz. Let me tell you why. If you're the navigator of this solo and we're all taking a ride on your spaceship, okay, so we're taking a, a tour of your mind through your solo and you're giving us, you know, the life and views through you on saxophone or the life and views through you on trumpet or on piano or on drums over something like My Favorite Things or um, How High the Moon, Stella by Starlight, Joy Spring, Take Five, Moments Notice, Stolen Moments, um, mm, uh, Freedom Jazz Dance, Spain. All the things you are uh, on Green Dolphin Street, Dolphin Dance, or or maybe it's over some of your uh, original material. Like in my situation, it would be over Lodestone, Honey Pone, uh, Tiger's Eye, Empty Pocket Funk, uh, Carmen, uh, Horn Section, Doing It First, off the Doing It First album and also off of um, Makalani Movement, White Cotton and Watermelon. My task is to use rhythm and color to colorize the soundscape, paint pictures and, and play things that are hip and make sense. And also that really co colorize the canvas, colorize the canvas. What am I saying? I'm saying that respectively, not just myself, but myself and others, you know, musicians, jazz musicians, we consider different notes and things to be colors, shapes and textures you know, like a round orange ball. Like, how would you play that? What does a round orange ball sound like? Or a pink number three, a pink three. Wow, what does that sound like? You know, what does that sound like? Um, a pyramid. Oh, wow, something with four sides. What does that sound like? A purple pyramid. Wow, so four sides. So four sides is, is indicating like some type of inter- uh, intervallic uh, relationship of the diatonic scale. So you're taking steps, you're taking leaps, you're taking giant steps. It's a four-sided structure. It's a pyramid. So perhaps you're playing in fourths. So you're playing, if it's a C scale, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, ti, la, so, fa, mi, re, do, where the do that I just hummed is C, C, D, E, F. Okay, so boom. So one, four, C, F, here comes the bride. So you're, now you're playing in fourths. You're playing in fourths instead of uh, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. You know, instead of doing that, you're saying uh, bo, ba, 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 and then resolve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know. You know, and, and, and that and that um, it, it's, a, it's a trip. Now, 
you, you think scales just exist with instruments, right? Flute, French horn, clarinet, see, alto sax, tenor sax, tuba, you know, low brass trombone. But believe it or not, the scales also exist with membranophones. Membranophones, what is that? Membranophone, ah, keyword membrane. Phone, phone, phonic sound. Okay, something that creates sound through um, a membrane, usually a skin membrane, like on a drum, a snare drum, that's goat skin. Uh, a djembe, that's uh, cow skin, okay, or cowhide. You know, you're striking the skin. The strike of the skin is amplified through the conical shape of the drum head or the drum body. You see what I'm saying? Creating a tone, okay? Now, these tones have different wavelengths. And depending on the size of the drum, the depth of the drum, you're going to get different tones. And you could even arrange your drums in ascending patterns tonally or descending patterns tonally, tonally, T-O-N-A-L, not totally, but tonal, tonally. So, I, I mean, you know, uh, case in point, uh, Rocket, Herbie Hancock, all right, 1985. All right. I mean, it's all it's it's done. Okay, that's that's an example of how it was used. Uh Solo Fox. That's another one people used to dance to along with Set It Off. Uh Solo Fox, Solo Fox. So Shabadu, that's Adolfo Quinones. He did the vocal scat uh, musical alliteration using his mouth as if his mouth was a percussive instrument. If you remember when they played Solo Fox and Breaking 2, when Turbo was in the room uh, at the house, the outside house, uh, practicing and then the walls started rotating and he was like pop locking and moonwalking, breakdancing up a wall. Then he was doing a knee spin on the ceiling. And yeah, yeah, that's music of my childhood. You know, that, that is really uh, amazing. Um, but yeah, Street Performance Guide to the Galaxy. I, I started street performing um, when I was 16, 16. And my first act, of course, was... Uh, trumpet and tap dancing, and it was um, stylized thematically as a tribute to Sammy Davis Jr. I, I would wear black slacks, tap shoes uh, with white spats over my tap shoes, which I borrowed from my marching band uniform uh, at Peabody High School. Um, I would wear um, a black turtleneck, okay, white gloves, and a very, very, very uh, colorful vest of some kind, very colorful vest. And a top hat, and I had a cane. And so uh, I would play things like Sir Duke. You know, the whole thing. I play Sir Duke, and then 
in place of the drum uh, uh, breakdown, you know, on the recording of Stevie Wonder's Sir Duke, I, that's where I would do my tap routine. And um, at, at age 16, my level of jazz improvisation was nothing like it is now, but I could still hear tonal centers of the key and I still had good rhythm. So, you know, sometimes all I did was that, 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 you know. I mean, that's what I could do. That was in my skill and ability. And I grew and I grew and I grew from there and started to understand how a solo is made, um, why a solo is made, where would be a good place to solo, you know, who, what, where, why and how. So these things started coming hand in hand with my musical repertoire, my girth of knowledge and information um, for titles and tunes and knowledge of music to play. Um, it was an interesting time back in 1991, riding Greyhound bus, because from Alexandria, where I was living at the time, I could get to New Orleans for $6 one way, and it would be $12 round trip. Well, I would go with the $6, a five and a $1 bill, and I knew I was going to get back home because that means I just got to make $6 to get home. I had enough faith and confidence that what I know how to do on trumpet and tap dancing um, was going to make me $6. So I knew I would get home. Um, in fact, oftentimes I surprised myself. And so I, I would plan to, you know, get there and street perform for about an hour or two. Sometimes I street perform for 30 minutes and quit because I made that much money. And I didn't want to have that much money as a 16 year old walking around in the quarters, in the French quarters. Um, so my infrastructure when I was street performing in the earlier years uh, I, I had to go through the learning curve, like perhaps it's best to carry a buddy so you can have a buddy system, somebody to watch you and your tips while you're performing. Because if you're doing it yourself, it's you. You're the performer, your security, your customer service, you're cleaning up spills on aisle five. And so that's kind of intense. But in that situation where it's just you and you don't have a buddy with you, to help you gather up the tips, count the tips, watch your back, see who's walking up. Is there somebody over there? Okay, chill, boom, don't move. Don't leave yet. Don't walk away yet. See if they're trying to follow you. Just sit down and bullshit. Let's see what they're going to do. You don't move until they move. Let's play the watching game. Let's do that. So I avoided a lot of um, situations and circumstances just by allowing the Holy Spirit to develop my sense of safety on the street, you know, and decision making. Where is a safe place to street perform? Is my back to the wall? Check. Is there plenty of light all around? Check. Is this a lucrative area to street perform, i.e., is there enough foot traffic to create a financial benefit from standing here playing for 30 minutes or an hour? Check. You know, um, where are my exits? Check. Where is the, ne the nearest subway train or city bus when it's time to bounce and get up out of here? Check. What restaurant am I going to eat at? Because I don't want to blow all the money I just made, but I do want to replenish my strength and eat the correct things and put the correct things in me from a menu that has things like fruits and vegetables so I can continue to physically do what it is I'm doing. Check. All of those things, all of those things. Um, oftentimes I did not have time to consider the depths and the ins and outs of, of those particular avenues until I had been there myself to find out through real time. 
I guess they call it OJT, on-the-job experience. So that's a little bit about my live street performing and um, the content of the Street Performer's Guide to the Galaxy. Boxing, 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 boxing. Let's talk boxing, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Ding, ding, round one. Um, <clears throat> you know, boxing is is a really... Uh, it's 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 the sweet science. It's it's a beautiful sport. I I really do enjoy boxing in real life, and I enjoy watching boxing. I enjoy boxing as a boxer, uh, primarily because first and foremost I'm a martial artist. Um, I started Shotokan karate at age three, going to karate with my dad. Um, he would be playing his collection of music, which consisted of "Don't Touch." Like every time I say, "Dad, what is that?" That's "Don't Touch." Dad, well, what's that? Well, that's leave that alone. Well, what is it? Put that down. See, that's what that is. That's what that is. So at age two and three, I knew dad's record collection was don't touch, leave that alone, put that down. But I saw that he had, and I didn't have the vocabulary to describe what I was seeing until I found out what it was later. But what I was viewing as a child was a reel to reel. Yeah, with the, the big hoopty hoops. So you got a big thing of, of tape, of, of sonic tape, right? Because it looks like cassette tape on a wheel. Or it looks like a film projector going to another wheel. One wheel is giving up the tape, the string, and the other one is receiving it. And so they move around and around. And uh, this beautiful music was coming out. Um, Dad had all kind of John Coltrane. Uh, that's how I found out about John Coltrane as a three-year-old. So I knew about Impressions, Love Supreme, So What, Miles Davis, Blue and Green, Bitches Brew. I knew about all that stuff before I started public school. I was going to church school at the time in the basement of Ebenezer uh, Baptist Church. And that's also where Shotokan Karate was. It was in the basement of the church. Uh, daycare got bigger, so it grew out of the basement and they grew up uh, and produced a formal school. Uh, the karate school actually stayed right there in the fellowship hall in the basement. Uh, Shotokan was the first system of martial arts I learned. And um, for me, Shotokan and jazz went together because whenever we were getting ready to go to karate class, dad would be playing uh, some awesome, awesome jazz of some kind. He'd even pull out his flute and start soloing or just playing some ideas as he was getting dressed, putting on his uh, gi. The gi is the outfit that you wear as a karateka. A karateka is somebody that practices karate. The outfit or the uniform that you wear is called a gi. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, and, and, and so, so getting back into how boxing is a martial art. Boxing is a martial art. Um, it's not just a sport. And another thing, like you can play football. You can play basketball. You can play baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, Listen closely, because what I'm about to say may knock you off your feet. So go ahead, self-hypnosis check. Close your eyes, drop your head until your chin meets your chest. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not play boxing. There's nothing playful about boxing. As a boxer, you box. There is no teammate, nobody, a center to hut the ball to the quarterback, quarterback, pass it off to the running back, blockers, offensive tackle, defensive tackle, no. Your offensive tackle, your defensive tackle is your right and your left fist. Your quarterback and your running back is your delivery of seamless, efficient, fine-tuned combos. One, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, slip two, one, two, hook two. 
bob, weave, stick the jab, step with the jab, turn your toe, drop the two, slam the Cadillac door, move on around, shoe shine, keep your back off the ropes, keep the fight in the middle of the ring, on repeat. Step with the jab, turn your toe, slam the Cadillac door. One, two, hook two, one, two, three, one, two, three. Bob, we, you know, that's that's boxing. So you got to be on it, 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 on it. Oh, that's the alarm I'm cooking. Hang on. Getting in here. It's the kitchen baking some chicken, baked option. Uh, baked fried. So I got some chicken breasts that's frozen and breaded. And so I'm baking it uh, so, you know, I don't have to fry it in that grease or anything. Okay, cool, cool. So we're going to do clear on that. There. Okay, yeah. Good, good, because I set it for an hour. So time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. So they say, turn that down. There we go. Yeah. Um, So... um, yeah, you, you know, you know, boxing in that regard. Um, in current boxing, we've we've had some landmark, hallmark situations that have taken place recently, um, like the upset George Cambosis and Tiafimo Lopez. Dog, oh my God, I was so upset. Tiafimo Lopez getting knocked out by George Cambosis. If you would have told me that any other time, I would have been saying, "Man, you own that stuff, dog." I mean, that's make-believe. That's fictitious. Tiafimo Lopez is my guy, man. I mean, he's my guy, man. I mean, ah, he's from New York, Puerto Rican. His story of of, of why he's boxing in the first place, you know, the the strides and the struggles, the victories, you know, uh, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, like Howard Cosell used to say, you know, the things that he's done and gone through to cultivate his skill. It's really uh, notable, really notable. Um, he beat uh, your boy Lomachenko. He beat Loma. Nobody expected him to beat the Magic Man. Nobody expected him to beat the Matrix. Lomachenko is a boxing magician. This fool will hit you when you don't even know that you've been hit and combo you so now you've been hit five times before you can react or respond. Well, Lomachenko was boxing, uh, well, actually dancing, training in the Russian circus. So he was doing unicycle, juggling, uh, gymnastics, all that stuff, learning how to do uh, Russian ballet. So he was getting those other skills together, his body, you know, dance, ballet, uh, unicycle, gymnastics, tightrope, balance beam, juggling, timing. And all of those things transferred into his boxing ability and skill, and it's carried him a long way. But Tiafimo Lopez cleaned that fool up. I mean, shut him down. So, of course, this was big. This made Tiafimo Lopez feel like he was the king and he had been he had arrived. However, this guy, George Cambosis, comes over hungry. I the Tiger, winning all his fights in Australia, winning all his fights internationally in the UK. And Tiafimo aged really bad. Like, he's the champ. He beat Lomachenko. So who else is there to fight? Everybody else is ducking him. Devin Haney didn't want none. Shakur Stevens didn't want none. Errol Spence Jr. don't want none. Terrence Crawford didn't want none, right? So the only one that would give him a fight was Lomachenko. 
So he had to go up in weight class to do that. And long story short, um, he aged like milk that's kept out of the refrigerator. And what does milk do, y'all? It sours. It sours. He he, he went from ice cream. To, he went from sugar to shit, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. But yeah, uh, Cambosis beat him like he was an amateur. And that just goes to show you when you take folks for granted, don't take people seriously. Don't take your training seriously because you've already in your mind, in your mind, the delusion, delusion, folks, in your mind, you've already reached the top of the mountain. You leave yourself wide open to be blindsided. And that's what happened. Fast forward the very next weekend. Um, no, 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 no. The same weekend, the same. No, 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 no. The next, the next, the next. You had the big mega blockbuster tower of power fight. Oh, my God. Showtime Sean Porter. Come on now. Come on, folks. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Showtime Sean Porter. There it is. Also, I'd like to remind y'all, hit the cash app, dollar sign Mojo Makalani, listener supported, so I can go ahead and stay on the air and also take the prompts and stuff in this app that it tells you to do to go ahead and send me proceeds to keep my radio podcast going and stuff like that. Yes, indeed, my sponsors, my supporters, my lovers, my kindred spirit, my tribe. Showtime Sean Porter. Showtime Sean Porter is a fighter's fighter. He's a boxer's boxer. If boxing could be boxed itself, he would box that. He box boxing. I mean to tell you, Showtime Sean Porter, that's my dog, man. His spirit, oh my God. He fought a tactician. He fought a chess player. He, he, he fought a patient joker. He fought a jack-in-the-box. He fought somebody that looked like they got a smile on their face, but they got a sinister giggle in their mind. He fought Terrence Bud Crawford. Terrence Bud Crawford. It, man, the whole fight was great. And then uh, Sean Porter got pap slapped. Sean Porter was was applying pressure the whole fight, backing him up, backing him up. This whole time, Terrence Crawford is studying. He said, okay, well, he's my friend. His dad and my dad and, and, and family, we're all friends and stuff. We don't want to have any bad blood or anything. I really didn't want to fight him because we're friends. So now we finally fought because we both need the payday. So I'm not going to embarrass him in front of his mom, his family, his grandmother and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to have a fight. We're going to give the people that pay for pay for you. We're going to give them, you know, a good show. So put him down in round 10, round 10 with a pap slap. Pap, boom, dropped him down to one knee. And then in the 11th, gave him a double pap slap. Pap, pap, pap. See what I'm saying? Pap, out the clear blue sky. Didn't even see it coming. Got him when he was coming in like a bull. Middle linebacker playing for Middle Tennessee State University. He came in with his head raging down. Pap got lifted up with a nice bright uppercut that shocked him like sweet potato pie on Christmas Day. And uh, though he was not knocked unconscious and he rose right back up to his feet, his ego, his intellect was knocked unconscious. It was blow to the ego, and he retired from boxing that night. I'm telling you, folks, I can't make this stuff up. 2021 boxing, just stuff in 2021 in general has been interesting. And then finally, the very next weekend, you had your boy Javante Tank Davis versus um, uh, Isak Pitbull Cruz. Uh, and they call him uh, the Mexican Mike Tyson. Uh, Isak Cruz is a come forward uh, fighter. He's as come forward as they get. Uh, short cat. He's shorter than Javante Tank Davis. Uh, so, you know, people were concerned, you know, because usually Tank Davis is the shorter man in the ring and everybody he fights, you know, is taller than him. 
But in this situation, not so. He was the tall guy in the situation, kind of an odd couple, where Javante is a short man and he's developed his fighting off short man theory, you know, getting in, getting in head movement. And now he's fighting somebody shorter than him. So now he's Lennox Lewis and Esau Pitbull Cruz is Mike Tyson. You see what I'm saying? Um, man, the fight was amazing. The fight was great. Um, it went the distance. It it did not go to like a, uh, the way he did your boy. Um, oh my God, Santa Cruz, you were, where he catches him with this gangster uppercut and separates his body and his mind from all consciousness and reality and has him on the mat for 10 seconds. That's not what happened. This was a tactical fight. Um, it was about controlling the opinions of the judges because the judges are the ones that are tabulating the scorecards. So he went Mayweather-esque on this one. He outpointed, outworked, outscored, and stayed not getting hit the most. Whereas Isak Cruz was coming in, he was landing and he was scoring, but he was getting hit the most. You know, he was getting peppered, salt and pepper, salt and peppers here, salt, 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 boom, 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 You know, uh, Javante was salt and peppering him. While, you know, Cruz was just trying to come in and iron Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, iron Mike Tyson, 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 you know, just trying to come in there and Tyson on him. And it was the the quiet chess player, the intellect didn't do any flashy, just got him with perfectly timed shots. And uh, uh, when he got pap slap, that triple pap slap, sweet potato pie, he got sat down in the 11th round. Um. Uh, Kenny Porter, Showtime Sean Porter's dad, threw in the towel and said, it's over. I'm not going to see my son take this kind of abuse and have him get beat mercilessly, which is what all the people want to see and have him go out on an ambulance and a stretcher. That would be really disgraceful to his legacy and everything. So anyway, um, you know, Porter retired. Now it's Terrence Bud Crawford, um, you know, and it's like that. What? And that's the way it is. I am going to go ahead and jump off of the podcast here. Jump off the podcast. Well, I don't know if I should or I shouldn't. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump off this one. Um, give you some quick little facts and information right there. You got a staff, which is five lines and four spaces in Trouble Clef. Ladies and gentlemen, what are the name of the lines? The lines are every good boy does fine. That's E-G-B-D-F. Okay, the spaces. What are the spaces called? You got four of them. Do I see a hand in the back? In the back. There it is. Go. Four million dollars. What is it? F-A-C-E. Face. So in treble clef, you got five lines and four spaces. The lines of the treble clef, every good boy does fine. Okay. E-G-B-D-F. The spaces of the treble clef, face. F-A-C-E. All right, let's work on down to the bass clef. Bass clef, bass clef, bass clef, bass clef. Bass clef, that's going to be like left hand on piano, low brass, trombone, baritone, tuba, uh, euphonium, TC baritone, which has the same fingerings as trumpet, okay? Uh, but it's playing uh, in the bass, okay, in the uh, the uh, bass key signature. Unlike the treble, all right, it's the bass key signature, okay, or the F clef. Treble clef is called the G clef. Bass clef is called the F clef, Okay. Um, the, uh, staff and the F clef or the, uh, treble clef also has five lines and four spaces. Okay. Um, the lines, good boys do fine always, or good boys deserve fudge always. Don't you agree with that? Good boys do deserve fudge always, you know, good boys do fine always, you know, 
GBDFA. There it is. All night long. All night. All night. GBDFA. Ah. It's a Negro spiritual. GBDFA. Those are the lines of the base cliff, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whereas the spaces of the base cliff is a keg. A keg of beer? No, it just spells a keg. All cows eat grass. A-C-E-G. Okay? Fast little tidbits, quick little facts. Okay? So I'm going to go ahead and step step off the podcast. Uh, this is listener supported. Uh, you meet a girl at the laundromat. Um, y'all exchange phone numbers. Everything is great. Y'all are talking about church and stuff like that. You get her phone number. Go ahead and marry her. Go ahead and marry her. Chances are... Uh, she's been married before and getting out of a 20 year relationship and just wanting to, you know, learn how to be herself again and go out and eat pizza and do karaoke. Uh, you street performing, somebody's looking at you, you playing and they just driving by looking, but they're not tipping. Don't let them distract you or detract you. They're just trying to get free footage on their phone that they can paste, post to Facebook because there's some type of tourist not from there and they've never seen street performers usually. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody come up, you know, and check you, you know, push you and stuff like that and say, man, get off this block. Give me your money. This corner is mine. What you do is you ball up your fist and you knock the shit out of them. You knock the complete shit out of them. You ball up your fist and you knock them out. You hit them to the jaw. You jaw them. You jaw them. When you jaw somebody, when you connect with the fist, it's going to make the sound. It's going to go like that. Wait, let me see. Let me see if I can. Wait a minute. It's <clears throat> don't giggle and all that. It's very serious. Okay. Okay. It's gonna go just like that. You see what I'm saying? He says, hold on. Okay. It's gonna go. It's gonna go like this. Okay. Just just check this. Seriously, seriously. I'm trying to get serious with you now. Okay, two, three, four, five. You hypnotize. You hypnotize. Okay, here we go. It's gonna go. <laughs> you know, kind of like you know a jazz drummer. You know that hits the crash cymbal. You know, splat boom, tip boom, tap boom, bit boom, tap boom, splat boom, splat boom, so yeah, that's what it sounds like when you bust somebody in the jaw. And so if you bust somebody in the jaw with your fist, okay, and you say the word pap while you bust them, that's called a pap slap. Pap, you know, pap. pap. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year in Spanish. That's going to be... Feliz Navidad y Prospero Año y Felicidad. I am your host with the most, the one and only, Makalani Okpara Jones. You are listening live to the Makalani Jones Show in podcast format, Street Performer's Guide to the Galaxy radio show. Um, I love you. I need you to survive. Love everybody every day. Christmas is just a day. Remember to treat everybody right, and you can practice Christmas anytime. The gift of giving gives all the time. Hit me up at Cash App. Uh, that's going to be dollar sign M-O-J-O-M-A-K-A-L-A-N-I, dollar sign Mojo Makalani. Until we talk again, which will be soon, I'll talk to you a little bit later. Oh,